live on all platforms. This is Sean Imsley from Letter to Philippi and the Letter to Philippi live broadcast, initiative of Letter to Philippi, a new Messian Jewish theological and biblical studies organization that seeks to build a Messianic Jewish theology for the future. And our first initiative of our new work of, of building a 21st century Messianic Judaism is this study of the book of Philippians, Paul's letter to Philippi. And this study is based on my 2019 commentary, Messianic commentary on Philippians, which is available from Letterer Press. And you can also purchase it on uh, our website, lettertophilippi.org in our resource section. It's also available from amazon.com. You can order directly there. Just search for Letter to Philippi. Uh, shop for my name Sean Imsley. So again, this is our con our concluding class of this week as we are just about completed six weeks of this class and uh, coming to you live every day. There's a few days I missed, but uh, for the most part, we've been doing at least four days a week, many of them five days a week in this study. So we're continuing our, our study in, in Paul's letter to Philippi Looking now at chapter four, the final chapter of the book, verses seven through nine. And uh, Paul is teaching here about the call to stand firm in their faith. Uh, as, as Paul has been talking about, about their new, the new life of these Gentile followers of Yeshua in Philippi, understanding their new lives as following the God of Israel and being living their lives as redeemed Gentiles. He now, as he's concluded this letter, comes back with a word calling them to stand firm in their faith, stand firm and following the God of Israel, stand firm against all of the distractions of, of, of Philippi, the, the false pagan religions of their past, and the other pagan religions that are looking to, to draw them either away from their issue of faith completely or to have a, have a melding, a syncretism of their issue of faith with the pagan rituals of the land of, of the city of Philippi. So Paul comes here, we read in verse seven and eight, then God shalom, passing all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds safe in union with the Messiah Yeshua. In conclusion, brothers, focus your thoughts on what is true, noble, righteous, pure, lovable or admirable on something virtue on some virtue or on something praiseworthy. So as Paul is concluding this letter to them, he wants them to focus their minds on good things, on pure things, on admirable things, on noble things. So as they set their mind counter to the counter to the culture of Philippi, which is which is bound up in false religions on on ignoble activities, you know, various 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 religions that, that in, involve sacrifice to, to false gods, uh, various various sexual rights to the gods. He's calling them to to be counter to their culture, counter to the the way of life in Philippi, by having a completely different mindset than the rest of the people in Philippi. The, the people in Philippi were focused on, 
on pursuing their, their, their false gods, on pursuing false religious activities, pursuing, pursuing unvirtuous lives that, that, were, that were focused on the, the idolatrous and perverse worship of the, the Greek, Roman, Egyptian, and Thracian gods. So to be counter to that, and to be sure that there, there's no distraction from their issue of faith, Paul calls them to have a completely different mindset than the people of Philippi, a completely different mindset from what they, which they were, were, were reared in. And again, reading that verse 80 says, In conclusion, brothers, focus your thoughts on what is true, noble, righteous, pure, lovable, and admirable, on some virtue, or on something praiseworthy. These here are two more familiar verses. Ch chapter four, as I said, is full, is full of many familiar verses to people who's, who have studied the scriptures, who have been in Bible studies before, who have read through the book of Philippi. This, these words here of focusing your mind on things that are pure is a is a verse familiar to many who who have read through this chapter and are familiar with Paul's writings because this is one of the more more uh, quoted verses from from Paul's works. Paul encourages Philippians to focus their thoughts on positive things as a living as a way of living in a world that focuses on negative things and lacks truth, nobility, righteousness, and purity. So Paul here. Speaking to this community in Philippi is that mostly redeemed Gentiles now following the God of Israel, now living their lives in connection with the Messiah of Israel. He's calling them to have a completely different mindset than the people of Philippi, so as so as to keep them on the, the clear path of following Yeshua and following the God of Israel, and to not be distracted by the world around them. In whatever the the false religions of the people of Philippi that could be drawing them away from the issue of faith, calling them back to the religion of their past, and causing them to even even have a syncretism, having a melding of their Yeshua faith and some of the the pagan practices of Philippi, so as to ensure that they stay on on the the path of the God of Israel, the path of following the Messiah. Paul calls them to have a completely different mindset than the people of Philippi, a completely different mindset to those from those who were there who were not focusing on on righteousness. But they were they were false. They were fa rather than truth, they were following false gods. Rather than nobility, they were involved in scandalous, scandalous sexual cults and other things. Rather than righteousness, they, the people in these religions pursued unrighteousness. That the, especially the, the as we see with the worship of, of uh, Sibyl, as we talked to other, that the, the, these people who were following these men who were who were coming to be priests of the of Sibyl would actually actually uh, mutilate themselves, would actually castrate themselves as an act of worship to the god Sibyl. Which is completely unrighteous, completely ignoble, and completely unpure. So Paul calls the people of Philippi 
And that's by example, to live counter to the world that we live in, counter to the system of the world that is opposed to the God of Israel, by keeping our mind focused on things that are, are noble and pure. Let me read that list again. Inclusion, focus your thoughts on what is true, noble, righteous, pure, lover, lovable, or admirable on some virtue or on something praiseworthy. As God called the Jewish people to be holy, which we read about in Leviticus 20, 26, that, that I am holy, you shall be holy also, and model the holiness of God. Paul offers the Philippians a practical way of holy living by focusing their minds on virtuous and pure things so they can live outwardly with hearts turned inward to that which is pure. So as, as the Jewish people were called to be holy by God, that God said, I am holy, you shall be holy too. Paul here is calling these flipping believers, these redeemed Gentiles, these Gentiles who have come to believe in the Messiah of Israel and have brought their lives into the worship of the God of Israel, the one God of Israel. He's calling them like the, the people of Israel to a holy living and holy life and to do that by focusing their minds on holy things. That by keeping a completely different mindset from the world around them, from the, the, the pursuit of false religion, the pursuit of, of pagan sexual rituals, they, they were to be separate. And to be separate from the world around them, Paul calls them to have a completely different mindset. A mindset focused on pure things rather than on the pursuit of personal pleasure, on the pursuit of the false gods, but to focus their mind on the pure God, the one God of Israel, by focusing on pure things. That as they have a completely different mindset than the rest of the world, a mindset focused on godly things, focused on pure, holy things, on things that are true rather than things that are false. They can stand against the, the, the deception and the drawback to their pagan lifestyles of their past or to new pagan, pagan practices that could be, could be tempting to them with a separate mindset, with a separate mindset from those who are not followers of Yeshua. Paul calls them to stand as ones different and ones who lived a life based on things that are true and pure and, and noble. Continuing on in verse 9, we read, Keep doing what you have learned and received from me, what you have heard and seen me doing, and the God who gives shalom will be with you. Paul encourages the Philippians to follow his example as a follower of Yeshua. Paul, as the founder of the Messianic community of Philippi, and the apostle to the Gentiles, now here is speaking to them in his place of authority as the founder of the community and the, the apostle of the Gentiles saying that they are to follow his example as he follows the Messiah. This is continuing practices. As he is a follower of Yeshua, the great example of living for the God of Israel, following the, the example of humility and self-sacrifice. 
Paul models himself after the Messiah, and he he calls the Philippians to continue the modeling by modeling his life, modeling his his focus on living more and more and more in the Messiah. Understand that life going forward is a life of one crucified with the Messiah, as we saw in when we spoke about Galatians 2.20, that Paul says, I am crucified with the Messiah. It is no longer I who live, but Messiah lives within me. That Paul understood that from his encounter with Yeshua there on, on, the, on the Damascus Road, in his coming to know the Messiah, that his life ended there and his new life in the Messiah began there. That he was no longer he who lived, but he lived through the Messiah. That he was crucified with the Messiah. That his his past life was was transformed and became new life in the Messiah. That he became a a Talmudim of Yeshua. He became a new person, one who had been redeemed by the sacrifice of the Messiah. Paul models the Messiah in his life and is, con and is conformed to the service of the crucified Yeshua. Paul's whole life, from his encounter with Yeshua on the road to Damascus, was a continuing desire to become more and more like the Messiah. He, he had been so, so transformed that all he could think about, all he could do from that time on the road to Damascus until that blade came down from the executioner, under under Nero was to live more and more for the Messiah. And he calls the Philippians to model him, to model his his calling and understanding that life from encountering the Shua till our final breath is to become more and more and more in the Messiah. And he as if he models the Messiah, he calls the Philippians and us by examples we read this to focus our lives focus our lives to, to be more and more and more in the Messiah and to follow the example that Paul has given us as he models the Messiah. We are to model Paul's humility and self-sacrifice and willingness to give his all, Paul giving his own, own life for the Messiah. We are called to follow in his example. Paul taught the Philippians by his both his words and his words, in the letter, and also in the life that he led before them as a slave of Messiah Yeshua, what it means to be a true Talmudim of Messiah, a true follower of the Master. He urges the people in Philippi to be encouraged and challenged by his example. As they see his example, he wants them to be encouraged, one, because it can be done, that one can devote their lives completely to Yeshua, and completely given over to the master as he did, had done it, they can also too focus their mind on pure things, focus their their minds on serving the Messiah. And, be, and with Paul's example, they can do that. And he wants, also wants to be a challenge for those who are not, not living that example of, of Paul, not living in the example of being a daily seeking to become more and more like the Messiah. So he encourages them, one, that it can be done, that one can totally devote their lives to the Messiah Yeshua, 
and live totally for him and for the work of the kingdom of God to come in our world. And also for those who are yet to, to get on, on the journey of becoming more and more and more like the Messiah, he challenges them by his example. But as you see me, follow my example. As Paul modeled the Messiah, they too, the people of Philippi, should conform their lives to the Messiah. That daily, daily he's calling the Philippians to like him, to be totally devoted to serving the Messiah and to be more like him each day. The reward for this lifestyle is shalom, peace in a fallen world where war and strife and death are ever present. He calls them to understand that in being totally devoted to the Messiah, totally seeking more and more in Messiah, that there is a shalom, a peace that is available to those who are followers of the Messiah, for those who are seeking to follow the Messiah and to model the Messiah, even in our fallen world full of war and strife and death, that even in this world, there can be peace because of our connection to God of Israel, our intensely following Messiah of Israel and seeking to be more like him each day. Such peace comes by modeling Messiah and living distinctly in a world that calls for conformity. So Paul here in these verses are calling the people of Philippi and us by example to live counter to our culture, counter to to the, the the pagan world that we live in for the world that is caught up in all kinds of 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 false falseness and and sin and distractions and things that are that are not not holy and th things that are counter to the teachings of the God of Israel, counter to God's Torah, counter to the example of the Messiah. And, and Paul here is calling the people of Philippi and us by example, that though we live in a fallen world, that we live in a world that is, is overrun with paganism, overrun with, the, with false teachings and licentious lifestyles and, and, uh, and pursuing Pursuing one's own, pursuing, pursuing one's own pride, pursuing for own own sake, rather than living lives of holiness, lives of righteousness, lives of humility and self-sacrifice. We stand in a world that is is beset with false falseness and pride, and the pursuit of oneself rather than pursuing being more like the Messiah. So he calls the people of Philippi, and as for example, to understand that to live like the Messiah in a fallen world, in a world that is, is hostile to the God of Israel and hostile to living holy. He says, first off, you need to understand, you need to focus your thoughts on what is true, noble, righteous, pure, lovable, lovable, or admirable on some virtue or in something praiseworthy. 
by focusing our minds, focusing our our what we we put into our minds, what we focus on, what we seek to do, what we honor in life. Do we honor things that are true? Do we honor things that are noble? Do we honor righteousness? Do we honor things that are pure? Do we honor, honor things that are lovable? Do we honor things that are admirable? Do we honor virtues or do we honor things that are praiseworthy? In doing this, in having this, this completely opposite mindset to a world that is, that is caught up in falseness and unrighteousness and negativity and things that are, are not praiseworthy, but things that are, are, are unworthy and even despicable. Paul calls for us here to live as Messiah, to follow the Messiah's example by having a completely different mindset from the world around us, that we will live counterculture to the world around us by having a different mindset that's focused on truth, purity, and righteousness rather than the falseness, unrighteousness, and impurity that is so prevalent in our world today and was was prevalent in the world of Philippi too. So in this, we see Paul calling the people of Philippi to stand firm in their faith, and to stand firm in their faith by having a different mindset than the world around them, a mindset focused on godly things, focused on things that lead to becoming more and more and more in the Messiah. So that will conclude our teaching for today, and we'll continue on on Monday with Paul sharing about his love and thankfulness for the Philippians. As he concludes this letter, he shares more about his deep love for the people of Philippi based on their love for him, their working together, and their their pers personal and financial support for him in his work of bringing the good news of the Messiah to the world. So we will conclude with a word of prayer and thank you for being with us today. Oh Lord, you are good. We thank you, we bless your holy name. We thank you for each day we get to look into your holy word. We thank you for your righteous servant, Paul. Help us, Lord, as he modeled the Messiah, may we also model him, his example, and become more and more and more in the Messiah each day. We thank you for your love. We thank you for Messiah who, who makes us righteous and holy in an unholy world. And in whose name we pray, amen. So thank you for watching the Letter to Philippi live broadcast. Again, my name is Sean Imsley. I've been the teacher for this, this time, and I'm the founder of Letter to Philippi, a new Messianic Jewish theological organization. And this daily broadcast, Letter to Philippi live, is the first initiative of our new work. And as we were going to getting a Messianic Jewish perspective on Paul's Letter to Philippi and looking at the various various messianic Jewish theological principles that can be drawn from this book, this this what a, a dear friend called this this tiny little book, but a powerful book that is full of of powerful teachings about about Messiah Yeshua and about messianic Jewish theological understanding, especially the second chapter where we see the earliest messianic Jewish praise song which includes 
includes the the recognition early recognition of the followers of, the, of Yeshua of his divine nature that he was the divine son who came into the world and which was which in in academic circles are called high Christology a high understanding of the divine nature of Yeshua but he was the one God of Israel who came into our world humbly and gave his life on the Roman cross but he will also be the one who will reign over all of the created order one day. So thank you for watching. Again, uh, this is a, an initiative of Letter to Philippi. You can go to our website, lettertophilippi.org. And if you have any questions, you can fill out our, our contact form. If you would like to watch, watch or listen to any of our previous broadcasts, they are up there on our teaching section. You can purchase a copy of my Messianic Commentary on Philippians through the uh, resources page. You can leave a prayer request as we talked about the importance of bringing everything to God in prayer yesterday. I would like to be praying for you, for you people who are watching the broadcast. We really appreciate if you could make a, a, a uh, financial contribution to our, our work. You can go to our giving page. We are a nonprofit organization and we'd like to uh, continue this work and that would uh, include your financial support. And uh, if you want to look, find out about any of our other initiatives we're working on, you can just go to lettertophilippi.org. And uh, again, you, this broadcast is Monday through Friday from 12 on uh, 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. So it's already already uh, Shabbat in in Jerusalem. So uh, they're more likely Shabbating right now. So for those who are yet to enter Shabbat, I will give you a Shabbat Shalom. And uh, we will see you on Monday. So thank you for watching. And uh, we'll see you on Monday as we look at, at Paul speaking about his love and thankfulness for the Philippians. Again, this is Sean Emsley from Letter to Philippi, lettertophilippi.org. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. Thank you for watching.